0: Hello oh, and welcome to Under the Umbrella, this is episode 6 and my name is Mustafa Tosh. You can find the show on Twitter at UTU Sports and find me at Mustafa Tosh and next to me today co-host Joe Franick. and you can find him on Twitter at JJ Franick. and this is our post-trade deadline show and we're going to just basically review all the trades that happened, the quiet trade deadline. A little
1: anticlimactic.
0: Yeah. Not too much really happened, but uh, a couple of interesting moves of some of the teams in the top of the east. Uh but yeah, I mean the first move we're going to look over is just the Bulls OKC trade. Basically uh the Bulls sent over Taj Gibson and Doug McDermott for and a second round pick for Cameron Payne, Anthony Morrow and Joffrey LaVerne. So, your initial thoughts on that?
1: I don't I like it for OKC. I think for OKC you added media toughness. Out your front line, you bolster that depth. When you eventually do get Steven Adams back, you're going to be able to have a rotate Or, a, or is it can, Cantor? We me get Cantor back. Mm. Um, you're going to have a, a rotation of Steven Adams, Cantor, Tosh Gibson in playoff time. Uh, that's get very intimidating. Front line, Taj Gibson, a, a professional's professional. That man is through and through one of the, one of the best people to have on your team. Um It'll be interested see in seeing the off season if OKC's able to retain them, love his bird rights. I think this is a rental more than likely, you never know. Um for Doug McDermott gives him some three point shooting, which is nice. Um bigger guy. Uh, he's got potential. I, I've never been high in Doug McDermott, you know that for years. I, I've yeah. never particularly uh, thought he was worth all the trouble the Bulls went through to get him. Uh and for Chicago, I don't like the trade. I think they gave away too much to get too little back. Taj Gibson is a real pick, especially when you see what people were able to get for other people, like they didn't get any draft compensation back. They didn't get any kind of... I mean, I really think that of all the players who got moved on draft day, the most valuable today was Taj Gibson. As far as maybe you could argue P.J. Tucker, but I really think it's Taj Gibson. Um, and so to give him away virtually for a look at Cameron Payne, which is what you're doing, Cameron Payne is in no way locked to be the point guard of the future. He's in no way locked to even be a backup point guard of the future, you're looking at Cameron Payne. And I think Cameron Payne is worth looking at, just I think the price was too high.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, Cameron Payne for me initially, like the sample size was just so small that I didn't – I mean, you can look at a guy coming out of college and stuff like that, but um, just the sample size for him. On paper for me, it was a bad trade, but um, I understand why the Bulls did it because you want to see what Bobby Portis can give you. And there was sort of like a log at the – in the front court and of all the players they had with Miritich and Bobby Portis, so I like it on that end of the of the trade. But on paper, yeah, obviously OKC won that trade. We talk about um, them fixing a problem. Uh, I didn't think they had to throw Laverne in there though. I don't know why he was thrown in there. Might have he, been salaries, maybe. But um, I mean, he's. I think he's like four or five million. I think you could have just thrown someone else out there. But uh, yeah, OKC addressed their three point shooting, which was probably the most important thing to me especially during playoff time you don't need um moreau who really like is a guy that play five minutes a night on either team so obviously getting someone like mcdermott who's a little more consistent than all of them but at the end of the day yeah they the bulls lost on paper and i was surprised they didn't get a draft pick but... yeah
1: and they sent one out i know it's a second but seconds matter at the end of the day like they don't yeah, always they matter do. at the moment you send them out but Every once in a while, Isaiah Thomas, you know, you can you can always point to the big examples Obviously, most second round picks we never hear from. You know, mm-hmm. they never become anything substantial, or you know, they have a couple of years in the, in the in the league and then they're out. But it's that you don't just give away draft picks, you don't just give away looks at guys and opportunities to take guys, especially with the Bulls, where the Bulls actually right now are the sixth seed in the East. But that, that second round pick is going to be somewhat decent. I actually might be next year's second round pick. I can't remember. But I think I, it was a series. I, I can't remember. But it's not either way. It's just it's weird. Like Taj Gibson two years ago, you could have gotten a first, if not two, for him. Yeah. Just given the money that was coming in and how much how much consistency he gives you and what kind of certainty he would have given you in the cap. Now approaching free agency. OKC okay, likes it has his bird rights, but I don't think that's gonna matter because I don't think anyone's maxing out Taj Gibson by the way, except for maybe like Brooklyn.
0: <laughs> <laughs> maybe. I mean, he is from like the New York area, but yeah, I don't, I don't think that's going to happen. But uh, another thing was, I think why that happened or why the Taj markets, uh, Taj Gibson's trade market value went down was because I think the team that was looking at him the most was the Raptors. And then they went out and got Ibaka. So I think from, from that point of view, I didn't, really see anyone else that he could have possibly gone to that.
1: Yeah, and you never know. They might have been holding out for more, and then when that turned mm-hmm. out to be the best offer, you take it because you get something rather than nothing. Um, yeah, I I think overall, it yeah, it's a win for OKC. It's a good pickup for them. For the Bulls, it's just, just kind of, I guess, probably what you had to do. Um, the Bulls are kind of in a weird direction right now where I don't know what they're trying to do. I don't think they know what they're trying to do fully. Um, just kind of listening to Chicago radio this week, there's kind of been a lot of discussion around what do they do now, with Jimmy Butler? Kind of transitioning, I guess, onward to, I guess, to this kind of touches on a topic where the Celtics stood pat again, and mm. people keep saying how oh, it's the, oh, it's the prudent thing, it's the prudent thing, and maybe, and there were a couple quotes that I heard this week that I think resonate. Danny Ainge, one people have said internally, his timeline is LeBron James waiting for him to get out of the East. Well, like seriously,
0: like
1: mm. the the question, honest to God, is you trade? You end up probably having to trade Jay Crowder as part of that trade. By all reports, Chicago demanded Jay Crowder. Best contract in basketball. Um, for, a Jake,
0: uh, for a Jimmy Butler as or part of Paul the, George. As right, part yeah. of the
1: Jimmy Butler. Tra- I don't know what the Pacers asked for. Yeah. Pacers might have been asking more for draft picks more than anything. But the Bulls were asking for Jay Crowder. And they were asking reportedly for uh, one other key player and then one of the Brooklyn picks. And I think one or two of the other ones. So like a, a good haul for mm-hmm. Jimmy Butler. So you talk about trading that away, you plug in Jimmy Butler, is that team better than healthy Cleveland? And that was apparently the question Boston asked themselves. They answered no, and so they decided to wait. And that's fair. Like, I mean, I as much as everyone can say whatever they want, you know, no one's been successful yet in beating them in the East for six years. So it's it's weird where Chicago's kind of like stuck in between a rock and a hard place where like you can't be the sixth seed or fleetering on the edge of the playoffs in the NBA. You just die there. Jimmy Butler's prime will come and go where you'll end up selling him for 50 cents on the dollar. Like Sacramento did not that level. Cause that was less than 50 cents on the dollar. Right. But you'll end up giving him away for less because his contract years will run out. Jimmy Butler's contract is very good. right now, 16 a year for the next three, two four, years, two years, two 18. years. This is the second year of it. And it's four years, four plus
0: one. So yeah, player option, yeah. Yeah. I, I look at it the same way. Um, it's sort of like uh, there's that's, the Atlanta Hawks sort of like for a four or five year period with those like Joe Johnson teams. Um, That's where they sort of been. And uh, moving, I think the best time to look at a trade was uh, in the off season right before the draft. I think that probably would have been the best time to look at a Jimmy Butler trade. And I think the Bulls knew that, but if you're the Boston Celtics uh, and you get to the Eastern conference finals and you take Cleveland to what, five, six games and you look back at it and say, "Hey, we could have made a move to get a Paul George or, or get a Jimmy Butler." Do you kind of look back and say, "Hey, like we regret not the one of those guys could have helped us in that series." So like that's where maybe they they look back that, at it, and they, if that sort of thing happens, maybe it tells them during the yeah. off season to go and do something. Well, good.
1: I think I think the Celtics front office will do that. I think Celtics fans won't, because frankly, Celtics fans are a little bit delusional with the assets they have. Like they think that you know these players are all Jimmy Butlers. Uh, when they're just not. Um, But I I think that's the case, and I think that these trade talks will be revisited around the draft. I'm sure Jimmy Butler, because the Bulls, best case scenario for the Bulls is they get in as a six seed, and they get matched up against the Raptors and are (laughs) able to be the Raptors kryptonite. But in all honesty, in all reality, what is very likely for the Bulls is a first-round playoff exit. Oh, yeah. And whether that's at the hands of Boston or Toronto or uh, Washington – or maybe even Cleveland if they fall to eight or Cleveland slips out of one, like you're going to be sitting there as the Bulls stuck. In, once again, you're just stuck in this horrible place where it's like there is no equal value for Jimmy Butler. You can get overpaid, I guess, for Jimmy Butler, but like more than likely you're going to end up with like the lesser side. But you're going to be able to move your franchise in a direction where I feel like the Bulls are standing at a crossroad and they just keep standing there year after year after year and they don't pick a path. Yeah, and they make a move that looks like they're rebuilding, like trading away Doug McDermott, Tosh Gibson for assets. Then they sign, you know, in the offseason, they sign Rondo and Dwayne Wade. And they, you know, and it looks like they're trying to win as many games as possible right now, as much as those two are, you know, reportedly good mentors. Yeah. Um, which I don't, I believe 100%, but, you know, you you don't have the time, I think they think they have, to do this.
0: It's also, I mean, they've been drafting, like, decently well for, for they've, what they've been They've getting. been
1: missing. The, they have, eh, it's been a while since they've really knocked it out of the park. Like, I, I, I mean...
0: I mean, I like Bobby Portis, the, the value they, like, how late they got. And Denzel Valentine, too. They just have to play these players. Yeah. no, That's I, the biggest issue for me. With They're both not,
1: Portis and Valentine, it's too early to
0: judge. Yeah, them. yeah. I mean, uh, that's that's the biggest thing for me. You got to play the players. That's, I mean, in any situation. That I mean, a lot of franchises do panic and they do get rid of, like, young assets and who are struggling early on, like, Emmanuel Mude in Denver, like, He's getting zero minutes. He's getting DNPs now, which is kind of sad. And Jameer Nelson is playing over him. I know Denver kind of wants to make the playoffs, but and I know he's struggling. At the same time, you don't give guys like that DNPs. Of, and,
1: and to me with Denver, if Denver wants to make the playoffs, it needs to be so that their young guys get playoff experience. Yeah. Not so that they get swept by the Warriors while Jameer Nelson is playing. Like, right. that doesn't – don't get me wrong. For the city of Denver, that'd be, I mean, it would be great You get two playoff games, but that's all you're getting, two playoff games. Yeah, and Jamal
0: Murray is kind of like a combo guard. Maybe you move him to point and maybe right. he's your future. But at the same time, Mudiay can't be your backup point guard. You can't give him 10 minutes and nice. Yeah, so. you can't
1: you can't play him at all. He's unplayable. Like that yeah. that's a bold statement for a coach. But yeah, I just think the Bulls are in a weird spot. The Celtics are in a weird spot too where the Celtics like we've talked about this time and time again. The Celtics vault of assets weakens all the time. Yeah, because it's gone from everyone's on great contracts to everyone's about to get paid. Everyone's yeah. up. Everyone's up. They're not going to be able to pay everyone. Okay, everyone knows that they're going to have a great pick this year. and I mean, they're a top four pick no matter what, basically, unless Brooklyn goes on some run. But even then, it's going to be top five. So, okay, great. They need to give them minutes. And what position? You know, it depends on who they take, obviously. But, like, okay, that's great. And then next year, you have Brooklyn's pick. And then you have three picks the year after that. It's like it's just time and time again. You look and you're like, they can't keep all these pieces. They have to take a lot of good pieces and go get one great piece. You just have to do that, and the reason you try and get a top three lottery pick is to draft Jimmy Butler, is to draft Paul George, is to draft DeMarcus Cousins, and maybe not DeMarcus Cousins, you know, maybe just because of his issues. But you're looking for that kind of talent, and it's just at a certain point, there's one basketball, and you can have nine great B-minus players. It's not going to matter in crunch time. Yeah, and you're going to lose, and I don't think, and you talk about them getting to the Eastern Conference Finals, losing in five or six games to Cleveland. They're not getting to the Eastern Conference Finals, in my opinion. Like, they're going to probably win their first-round playoff series, but I think both Washington and Toronto are going to beat them in a playoff series. If they end up two or three, I think either – if they end up two, which looks relatively likely as so I look at their – they have a three-game lead over Washington and Toronto, who are tied for three right now. Mm. If, if they end up there and they end up home court, like, okay, that, that helps. But, like, I think in the playoffs that Wizards team's a better-built playoff team.
0: Oh, I'm saying if they like, oh yeah, I, I agree with you there. I think yeah, Toronto's better too. I mean, I like, I love the PJ Tucker edition. I like the Ibaka edition too. But I'm saying if they do get to an Eastern Conference Finals and reality hits somewhere, hey, damn! If we made a move we for Jimmy to Butler, yeah, and those guys could have made a difference in the series if that sort of things happens. Yeah, like and those Atlanta teams too, who never really like. Because they never made got, the move. Yeah, yeah, they never went out and made that bold move, and and I think maybe if that happens, then something will shake up in the off season around yeah, the draft. And,
1: and it's also just it's the whole thing of you're right. And right now, if you're in the East and you are and you are not in southeastern Ohio, your goal or northeastern Ohio, excuse me, got. Your goal is to beat that team. Your goal is to be Cleveland. And being Golden yeah. State or whatever team calls it west, likely Golden State, is the next issue. You deal with that once you get there. Yeah. You are not building a team. You're just not, you're just not. Because you build a team to beat Golden State, Cleveland's gonna walk and smoke your ass, and you're gonna go, well, great. Look, look at this mm-hmm. shot. We were able to give Golden State. And people can say that's fanboyism or whatever. That's the reality in the Eastern Conference. If healthy, they are the best team. Like last night they got beat by the Bulls pretty bad. Without LeBron, without J. R. Smith, without
0: Kevin Love, I mean the Bulls right. are the best team in the NBA. Basically, the Bulls, all three times the Cavs and
1: Bulls have played, which drives me insane. I was a Cavs fan living in the Chicagoland area. The Cavs have had major all, two out of the big three. Two out of the three big three have been sitting in every single one of those games. In every single one, <laughs> it's just driving me insane. It's driving me up a fucking wall because it's like all these Bulls fans are like, "We beat you again. We got you again." All oh, the Bulls, man, They're sh-. I'm like, ah, oh, goddamn it. Like, and at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter because like. I'll see you in the playoffs, buddy. <laughs> like, like, except I won't, because you're not going to make it far enough. But uh, but no, it's it, it's interesting to see these kind of franchises kind of playing with that. And and I actually really like that quote of like that his timeline is LeBron James, and mm. people keep talking about the lay decline. It's not late happening. Like it's <laughs> not, not yet anyway. It will. I mean, Father Time beats everyone, But it hasn't beat him yet, and you know, so. We're we're still in his Eastern Conference till someone beats him. So I I get the maybe, okay, maybe we try and get two back-to-back top three picks. We draft two guys alongside Jalen Brown as a top three pick. And we move forward with that and we see what we can get out of it. And maybe we make a big move at some point when whoever – who knows who comes available.
0: Mm. Or maybe they see where it lands. Maybe Boston sees where that pick lands because – Three is or one is a lot more valuable than three. Well,
1: or than four. Yeah, yeah. no, for yeah. sure, and that's so, the true in any draft.
0: Yeah, so maybe they were waiting for that sort of thing to happen. Maybe I mean this lottery draft cases, is their value. This is
1: actually going to be one of the most entertaining lottery drafts in a long time, given how many picks could could uh, convey via protections. Oh yeah, that exists now because the league has gotten very protection obsessed. Like every team attaches protections. That New Orleans protection seems like the smartest thing ever now.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah,
1: sending back a top three protected pick to Sacramento where the Pelicans have now lost three in a row. We'll talk about that in a little bit. They might not make the playoffs and then if they get lucky and win and win the lottery, which I could very easily see the league rigging that for New Orleans. <laughs> <laughs>
0: or even if... They uh, did
1: it to give them Anthony Davis. I remember that was the year that guy bought the team. And I guarantee you, oh, the yeah. was like, you will win the lottery. The Saints owner. He was the yeah. Saints owner, actually. I, I remember that I guarantee ever. you. They were yeah. in the back room like, like, hey, you want Anthony I believe, Davis? <laughs> I truly believe the draft lottery is rigged. That is speaking next to a Bulls fan and as a Cavs fan, both would have benefited from this rigged dra- lottery, I believe the lottery is
0: rigged. I right. believe it's slightly rigged. I feel sometimes they, they really don't care. But I believe, yeah. yeah. I believe
1: it's certain, like that Bulls year. I think they were like, Derrick Rose going to Chicago would be
0: great. Like yeah, tough, I right? believe it. Actually, that was, like, when I when I think back on it, because I actually was in support of, like, I hate to say this, but getting Michael Beasley, but... Um, oh, God. I remember it was, like, a huge debate. Like, oh, what? Yeah. Oh, Michael
1: Beasley and Derrick Rose was a huge debate. Yeah. I could also just see it just being, like, Chicago's not relevant. We need to make Chicago relevant. Then again, the mm-hmm. Lakers and the Knicks would have more first overall picks. Cleveland got three out of four, so let's stop acting. Like, right. so maybe it's not as rigged as I <laughs> think. I just... I,
0: no, we want it to be rigged. <laughs> That's a cooler story.
1: There's a cool narrative there. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, moving on, I mean, quick, that suns Raptors trade. The Suns traded Jared Saundra, who that was the salary. They sent two second-round picks for P.J. Tucker. That helps them. Does it give them enough? Do the Raptors have a real shot against Cleveland in a
0: seven-game series? Uh, I don't think so. And a
1: real shot being both teams are healthy, you know, as healthy as you can be in the playoffs. is Cleveland ever going to be sitting there truly on the ropes? Because even when it was 2-2 last year, it never felt like Toronto was actually going to win.
0: I think it fixes the Kevin Love issue. Last year they had problems guarding Kevin Love. Yeah, he took care of it. I think Ibaka helps a lot. But I think you're still glaring hole at the three. You don't really know what – I mean, DeMar DeRozan the one year is on Atlanta. I mean, you saw – Demari Carroll. Demari Carroll, excuse me. <laughs> um, I mean, LeBron just ate him alive, and that was just a mismatch the entire series until he got hurt. So, I, I don't think – I still think that's a huge – I think P.J. Tucker helps in that aspect on the defensive side. Right. But I still think – I still favor Cleveland.
1: Well, I still I, – I mean, favor is one thing. I still don't think Toronto has a real shot just because, like – you read everything about it, and I know more too than most people last year. But the Cavs weren't even worried when it was two-two. Like they they were not worried about that team. And I and I don't think an aging Serge Ibaka and PJ Tucker make the difference against a Cavs team that kind of transitioning, I guess, into what Cleveland was able to do without trading anyone. Now has a very good second unit if Andrew Bogut is healthy, which I cannot believe. And I am now a fan rooting for Andrew Bogut's health after years being like he's always hurt, he's always hurt. I'm now rooting yeah. for his health. But Darren Williams, Derek Williams, both D-Wills. Uh. All the D-Wills. Give me all the D-Wills. <laughs> Derek Williams playing well, too. Like, I mean, once again get in that role, like, there's no expectations for Derek Williams to be a starter, which is, you know, I think going to help him. Um, And then Andrew Boga, if he's able to be healthy, like, I the the Raptors have considerable less depth to me than they did in years, past, last year. And they're just... I mean, you they traded up, it away. You're going up against a buzzsaw. Like... If healthy, if J.R. Smith comes back and is fine, was a shooting hand, but if he comes back and is fine, his legs are fine, and he's been resting for four months, like, Kevin Love, Kevin Love says he feels great, and the other thing, that was the other thing about the Celtics, Danny Ainge heard that the Kevin Love knee thing wasn't even a real thing, like, it's Mm -hmm. not even, like, he had, like, body removed from his knee, or loose body removed from his knee, and it's apparently, like, he's fine, so, like, if all of that is true, like... You're going up against the same team that smoked you in four game, four of the six games you played. The games they won, they smoked you. Like, like so I'm not. I don't think it's enough to close the gap. But I appreciate. I really do appreciate Toronto going for it.
0: Yeah, like, so do I. Yeah. I
1: appreciate them standing up, saying this is our window. We have to go for it. And they haven't given up a lot. I mean, they haven't given up anything that makes you go, "Wow, they mortgaged their future."
0: Yeah, yeah. In terms of that, no, I mean, they did get rid of a little bit of depth. I mean, I know Sollinger just came back. And I don't know how much he could provide for you, but not you did give up Terrence Ross. Uh, I mean, they made it up with P.J. Tucker, but yeah, I mean, you just look at the matchups. I think that's the most important thing in NBA playoffs in general. Just looking at matchups and it sort of sort of stayed the same. Like, you still have those matchups. And I don't know how much, when I look at it, uh, probably DeMar DeRozan is the one matchup Toronto has in their favor. And it's not like this huge matchup. Like, he's not... I mean, obviously, he's a lot better than J.R. Smith, but it doesn't make that much of a difference. No, especially when you
1: consider the gaps elsewhere, like Kevin Love versus Serge Ibaka. Serge Ibaka, very nice, would much rather have Kevin Love. Yeah. Would much rather have Tristan Thompson than Jonas Valanciunas. Yeah, like,
0: yeah, yeah.
1: It's just you go up and down, then you go to the bench, and you're like, even more. You're like, yes, 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 yes. Like Richard Jefferson yeah. and Mon Chumper, like those kind of guys. Like, you're like, yes. Mon yeah. Chumper having shooting 45% from three. He came up in trade talks a lot, and I was like, there was talks about him in Houston, and I was like, i to got a hell of a lot for him. That's what we were talking about is the Patrick Beverly rumors, and I was like, maybe, but I'd rather keep Schumpert.
0: Um Yeah, Patrick Beverly's on a cheap contact, too, and he plays well with James Harden. I was surprised he was on the trade block. I don't think
1: he really was. I mean, there was a lot of crap going around that ended up being not true. Like, there was talks about, oh, God, what's his name? and uh, Andre Roberson
0: in yeah, Oklahoma
1: yeah. City. There was like, oh, he just came out of a staff meeting, started hugging people and saying goodbye, which turned out to be not true. And mm-hmm. that was written by someone who like is a real was an act, is an actual reporter, for, So, like someone I'm like I'm like fake news, fake <laughs> news, <laughs> alternative facts, bro. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so like there, you never know with this kind of stuff. You got to take it one a grain of salt. I mean, one of the trades that did happen that it happened between two non contenders, which was interesting, was New Orleans Noel going to Dallas. Mm. I think that happened a lot. I think everyone assumed it was going to be Okafor, and everyone assumed it was not going to be that cheap. The, the good pickup for Cuban. He's a restricted free agent and he could get near max money. That's the only thing for Dallas that's got to be worrisome. <laughs> the Brooklyn Nets are out there and they need bodies. <laughs> right.
0: No, like, I, I love that trade actually uh, for Dallas. I like it a lot. I mean, it adds youth. I, I like Justin Anderson, but if you have to give him up for a guy who was a top five pick, or what was he, six? No, he was four. He was, he was four. three. Or he was three? He was three?
1: Four? Three? Might
0: well, have been three or four, but anyways, like. An athletic young big, that team was sort of old. I mean, also pairing him with Harrison Barnes for the future. Uh, I love that trade. I mean, you didn't really give up too much, I mean, besides Justin Anderson. But, yeah, talk about – that sort of came out of left field, too. I knew Noel was was on the block the entire year, but you didn't really hear that Dallas was going to go out and make a move. So, like, I didn't really see that coming, but I I love that pickup.
1: No, yeah, and as a Cavs fan, shout-out for giving me Andrew Bogut. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but no, in all seriousness, like that 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 trade, I think for Philly, you had to take something, you had to give up something. Mm-hmm. Um, that first round pick is not going to be conveyed by Dallas; it's top eighteen protected, um, um, which is fine. Um, it it lets them say face in papers and make people think they got a first round pick when they really didn't. Well, <laughs> mm-hmm. like, I can't imagine anyone in Philadelphia thinks that Dallas is going to end up as the sixth seed in the Western Conference. <laughs> uh, Dallas could sneak into the playoffs. I mean, they're not. Man, let me got the standings up here. They're not. Yeah. They're not going to, but they, I mean, you never know. They got, I mean, dude, Sacramento is nine. Sacramento needs to lose a lot <laughs> because they need to not no, give the Bulls I know it's a Bulls fan. You want that pick, but like they, part of the reason they traded Cousins was to not give up that pick.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's surprising. They'll drop. I mean, they, were,
1: they, they had that FU game when they got back and they won. And they were like, screw you telling us we're done because DeMarcus is gone. They'll miss his talent soon enough.
0: Yeah, Be yeah. crazy to go on like a crazy
1: tear and end up as like the like six seed. Like, oh man. my
0: god. <laughs> Just yeah. knock OKC out of the playoffs.
1: <laughs> Basically. Yeah, but I mean the trade deadline overall was a little anticlimactic. I mean mm. nothing nothing too major happened. Mellow talk died days before. Nothing on trade deadline day about Mellow.
0: yeah. I was
1: surprised. Yeah. I'm surprised the Clippers didn't make a move. Clippers' window is closed. They're yeah, not winning this really. year. They're pro- like Chris Paul verbally committed to them. I don't know if you heard that this yeah, week. He verbally yeah. committed to five years, 200 million. That's sad. That's unfortunate. Yeah, that's very unfortunate. Um, his career is just it's gonna. He's great. He's gonna be a Hall of Famer. All of that, but it's just like he's just gonna yeah. always be remembered. Guy. He never got. He's never been out of the second round. He's not getting out of the second round this year.
0: Yeah. Also, I mean, you got to think about Blake Griffin's future too. Um, what he's gonna do. He's the but, X Factor. He could go to Boston. Maybe. They,
1: Boston Boston's max cap
0: space this summer. Yeah. I don't know if he really, him next to Al Horford, I don't know. You uh, trade Al Horford if you need to. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> you, I mean, if they have max space, then I don't think. I
1: mean, well, I'm just saying if that's like an issue, then you eventually trade Al Horford. Oh, or something. yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Um, I, I, the big one is Gordon Hayward, uh, Hayward going out there. Uh, I, I don't know how much that happens, but you, know,
0: you never know. Mm. Yeah, I, I mean, but New York, I mean, what Melo said today, like, moving forward, he's like, I don't know the direction that they're heading into. So no like, how, how did you not know that, like, six months ago? Like, how is this just coming up now, Mello? Like, I know he, he probably had it in the back of his mind, and he just said it publicly, like, today, but, like, how...
1: What are you thinking yeah, is going to happen? You like, had you had to know this is what was going on the whole time. Like they, They're not a franchise that's been stable or you know, had, mm. had shown any real indication that they know what's going on in scouting or development. I and Derrick
0: Rose's agent said, I want to stay here long term. He wants to stay here long term. It's, like, you know, it terr- you know, it's just a it mess. It
1: terrifies me that first day of free agency is going to be like five years, 150 in New York for him.
0: Yeah. Like I it mean, just it
1: just terrifies me.
0: They're screwed anyways. They have uh, That's great. You can't do it. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, they have Noah and Lee on the books and I mean, you kind of feel bad for Perzingus cuz like I mean, he's still young, but at the same time, he's just like wasting years. And their their front court is like kind of loaded with like average players that like need time. So like I don't even know how and that's going to And Melo's work.
1: aging and aging and he's just, its he has his days and he has his moments and that's great that Melo was an all-star again this year, fantastic, but like, he's just not what he used to be, he's not doing the other things he used to do, it's just, that Knicks franchise is a disaster, they're on probation one now, mm. because they couldn't get, couldn't get him moved. Rubio for Rose, straight up, sounded great to me, I was like, fine. Like, do that. Yeah. Get Rubio. See if Rubio can work out with Prozingas. Like, see if the two of them have chemistry. Who knows? Rose going to Minnesota. Very much worried about, by the way, side note, that I heard this week that Minnesota was targeting uh, Tony Snell and Rose. A little worried that Thibs is getting a little obsessed with his ex <laughs> player. It's like, a little worried about that.
0: Also, Shabazz Napier. Uh, not Shabazz Napier. Shabazz Muhammad. I'm messing up with names today. I don't know why. There's uh, a lot of them. Yeah. He, uh, he was targeted the trade deadline, too. I would have liked to see him get moved get a little more minutes somewhere um you know yeah, you like name. him I don't yeah I, I mean we don't really know his real age that's where like yeah. that's where the the one issue was Just like the maker but uh yeah I like his game I mean he could he's a good scorer I mean if you Tibbs like works on his defense a little more and now that he didn't get moved but uh yeah Minnesota was quietly in a lot of trade rumors
1: and they ended up doing nothing, which I think is mm-hmm. good for their They're one who's like, staying the course is the right thing for me. Like, it yeah. sucks right now. They are not good. They are not going to make the playoffs in all likelihood. Stay the course. Believe, 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 believe that the process will work for you. Yeah. You have Andrew Wiggins and Carl Anthony Towns. Those are centerpieces to a potential
0: franchise.
1: Will it work out? You have Chris I, Dunn,
0: too, which I mean, he's eventually. not playing well. Still, I mean, like you got to give him minutes eventually. That's why I was I understood the D-Rose and Rubio trade. You get Rubio out of there, and then you play Chris Dunn a little more minutes. Uh, I know D-Rose, I mean, he's going to be off the books next year, and he's going to be a free agent. So um, after that, you could possibly pl- uh, play Dunn. But I think that was the most important thing to me, um, getting a D-Rose-Rubio trade. You give Dunn more minutes.
1: No, because... Thibs would just play Rose thirty eight minutes a game. Like I don't know. Rose
0: can't physically play thirty eight minutes a game. Tom Thibodeau
1: doesn't care how many minutes you can physically play a game. He, you're gonna play them. Um, he almost killed Lou all day. Let's not forget, it. he literally almost killed Lou all day. Um, shout out to Lou all day, getting paid. Good for him. Right. Um, to be on just horrendous Lakers team. Uh yeah, and then just kind of, I mean. Speaking of the Lakers, I mean, kind of like, just kind of the thing that ties into what we're talking about with the lottery. Like, it's a race to the bottom right now if people trying to get ping pong balls. Like, mm-hmm. the Lakers, if that pick's not top three, it's not being conveyed. They're currently third. They're a half game ahead of the Suns. And I think the Lakers, who traded away pieces, are just lose, 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 lose. It's fine yeah, away. I love
0: that trade for uh, what the Lakers and Rockets did with yeah, Rockets get getting Lou pick. Williams. Yeah, they pick up a first
1: round That's right, they that have a little before they did. They pick up a first round pick. Yeah. Um. I mean, it's gonna be a late pick, but that's great. It's another player, and for the Lakers, it helps you lose. Yeah. And it's painful for Lakers fans to have another season of this. But you're not making the playoffs. You're not a contender. You were 10 and 10. You are now 19 and 41. Yeah. You are you are nine and 31 in your last 40 games. Just lose. Like, don't even do it with dignity. Just lose. Like, yeah.
0: I um, mean, give those young players minutes too. Oops, dropped my phone.
1: Give them minutes on top of minutes on top of minutes. Like, just give them. Yeah. Not like kill them ways, but yeah, like playing from <laughs> as much as possible, play uh, oh my god, I always play like, the point guard's name out D'Angelo there. Dangelo Russell. D'Angelo man. Russell, Julius Randall, Julius Randall's playing really well. So like mm. play those guys a lot, see what you got in them. Um Luke Walton, the greatest coach of all time, will be fine. <laughs> um But yeah, it's it's gonna it's gonna be interesting. Uh they're half game, like I said, ahead of Phoenix. Other teams around the bottom, I don't see any of them trying to lose to fall there outside of Sacramento, but Sacramento obviously will not lose enough to fall into the top, like, three. Mm. Their goal is to make sure they end up probably the ninth or eighth worst record so that they're not going to fall outside of the top ten in all likelihood and not convey that pick to the Bulls. Yeah, uh, Bulls fans, obviously, if the, if the Sacramento Kings still have to play the Bulls, the Bulls will lay down on the course for 48 minutes to make <laughs> sure the Kings... But it's really tight. I mean, you see, like... The fourth record in the league is Orlando with 22 wins. Then the Bucks are all the way up there in like middle of the pack with 26 wins. So it's yeah. not a lot of wins. I was about to
0: say. I mean, Miami went on that crazy. Miami win might streak. make the playoffs. Yeah, Miami do. went on that crazy win streak. I was thinking they were going to be bottom five at one point in the year, but they were. Uh, they are. They are currently one game out of the eight seed. I mean, if you're Milwaukee, like you're sort of stuck in this place where like everyone keeps saying hurt. Yeah, and then maybe you start to tank. Maybe. I don't uh, know. I
1: feel like for the Milwaukee, you just play the season out at this point. Like, Jabbar... Just I, see what happens. I feel so bad for them. Jabbar is so fucked.
0: Like, yeah, that sucks <laughs> like so much. Like, same
1: knee, same ACL again. Uh-huh. Like, that, that's that's killer.
0: I'm surprised Charlotte was in a seller, too. I mean, they started out the season so hot, and then, I mean, look at them, too. I think they were, like, 10 and 8 or like 10 and 7 or something like that to begin the year and they're yeah. playing really well. And it is just...
1: not gone well in Charlotte. They yeah. lost like 9 in a row at one point. Then they lost like 4. Like it's it's not been good and it's just not working there and yeah I'd, I wonder if there could be wholesale changes there in the offseason. They've tried to make some pe- moves around the edges to make things better but I don't think that's why. I think
0: maybe Kemba's
1: gone. I don't know but that's a hold. Then you're restarting.
0: Yeah. And then
1: Nicholas Batum gets traded too and if you do that that's fine but then you are restarting. Um, and you haven't won a playoff series in how long, so, you know. Mm-hmm. And you're in a small market to begin with, so I don't know how long fans are going to put up with that there. But, uh,
0: but, yeah, there are a lot of teams, especially in the East, you're sort of like, you don't know what your next move is, because even in the West, too. Well, yeah, yeah, so
1: West, I mean, between the eight seed down to the Pelicans, who the Pelicans have lost three in a row now, which since getting Cousins, which is just, I mean, they, and they haven't been close losses, usually. I mean, today was a close; it was eight points. Yeah. And... They're three games back or three and a half games back of the eighth seed. And there's, what, four teams? So there's six teams within four and a half games of the eighth seed. Like, that's kind of
0: mm.
1: – that's going to be an interesting – that's going to be an interesting dynamic going forward, just kind of seeing who decides to start tanking, who starts worrying about ping-pong balls. Just looking at that list, I think Sacramento will. I don't think Portland will. I think Portland I will keep fighting Portland Will either. that for that eight seed. I think Dallas keep fighting for that eight seed. Dallas likes to fight for playoff spots. Uh, Minnesota will probably keep fighting for that eight seed. I don't – Tibbs was never going to roll over. And then New Orleans has got to fight for that eight seed. If New Orleans doesn't make the playoffs, that's a disaster. And I understand there's no way a guarantee to make it even when they got him, but they need to.
0: It's a weird mix of teams. I mean, especially Portland. Talk about a disappointing team. I mean, Scott, uh, Terry Crew. what's uh, their coach's name? Don't remember. I'm banging on his name, but, I mean, that guy, I heard a lot of rumors where his job's on the line and understandably Perry so. Terry Scott's. Terry Scott's, yep. And uh, McCollum and Lillard are possibly on the trade block in the offseason. So for them, I mean, even if they do make the playoffs, like, they're still probably going to look to make moves in the offseason. They're going to
1: look to make moves. I just can't imagine a world where Damian Lillard actually gets traded.
0: Really? I could actually see, like, like this
1: summer for them to trade him. Like, they committed to him as the cornerstone. They would have to be willing to admit he can't be the cornerstone. McCollum, I see getting traded easily. But I just I can't see Lillard getting traded. Never, you never know in the NBA. I mean, things happen very quickly. No one knew Darren Williams was available in Utah until he was traded. Um, I remember that one caught me off guard. I was like, really? (laughs) Yeah. How the hell they get Darren Um, Williams? That was a good trade for Utah at the time. Hmm. Um, Brooklyn or at the time New Jersey. Everyone like they like trading their first round picks all the time. New Jersey. Yeah, they don't care that much about having picks. (laughs) Um, Clearly. Because they don't have any for... 20, I'm, I'm, 2019
0: is when De- or uh, Brooklyn could
1: start building for real.
0: I love how every year, too, started to sidetrack. Uh, people are like, oh my god, the DeMarcus Cousins trade was the biggest theft of all time. I feel like every year there's always that one trade that's like, it's a normal trade. And people are like, is it the greatest trade ever? And it's like, I don't think the DeMarcus not. trade was a
1: normal trade. That was clearly a theft. This is um, I, I really think the DeMarcus Cousins trade's on level with Palgasol.
0: Gasol. Really? I don't really see it that like that high, because it's sort of a team that's irrelevant. I mean, for value, yeah, it was like pretty significant, but like I look at it for value' sake, like you gave up a lot for virtually nothing. But it's a team that that's sort of gonna be maybe in the playoff hunt next year. But uh, they were debating about it because you always have that during the trade deadline, like oh, it was the greatest trade of all time during the trade deadline, and people were putting that up there, and I'm like, really, like. Oh, Is during the trade like...
1: deadline? Oh, I don't know then. Then I can't have the genius Kevin Love trade. Uh, so, so great. No, um, <laughs> well, actually, it was actually funny because uh, I never realized that when LeBron went to Miami, he was traded to Miami, and the Cavs got back a lot of picks. Yeah. And mm. they, used the la- Toronto, but they, but they used the last of the Miami picks to trade for Kevin Love oh, when gosh. he came back, which was kind of just like this serendipitous thing of like <laughs> the last thing. Oh, Fun audio there, I'm sure. Um, the last thing they get for LeBron leaving, they use when he comes back to help build a championship team. Um, no, I just think for the second half, that's going to be a lot of – it's going to be obviously around, you know, the Warriors going to get near 70 wins again. They very easily could. Mm. Um, either way, they're going to end up high 60s. They're probably going to end up the 1C. They still have to play the Spurs three more times, but I can't imagine the Spurs beating them three more times.
0: Yeah, and they picked up Jose Calderon. Alright, I mean they're close to picking up Jose Calderon, I think. Wait, who is? Uh, the Warriors.
1: I haven't even heard he's being waived. He's being waived.
0: Uh yeah, the Lakers are considering it. So uh, um yeah. That's interesting. I mean he's he's probably gonna go straight to Golden State if that does happen, sir. That is rumored. So that might help them out, but uh, especially during the regular season. But yeah, uh I mean, regular season, yes.
1: Playoffs, please play Jose Calderon any amount of minutes. Please <laughs> right? do that. Please help me out. That <laughs> was just like them playing. Oh God, who would they played Verrijal in the finals? And it was like,
0: please keep doing this. This is going right.
1: horrendously <laughs> for you. Please keep going.
0: Yeah. I mean, he he hasn't been picked up by any teams. He he's not going to. He... He's done. Yeah, he's probably gonna retire. I, I, I mean, I'm sure they'll give him a ring if he, if they win. You think so? Golden State. Yeah. Uh, he turned down the one from the Cavs. Maybe he won't want it. Oh God. He did. He told an honorable
1: man. He told the Cavs. No, I respect it. Uh, Especially the one thing that broke my heart about the Vereshchagin trade was it was a trade made out of, I mean, necessity. Like I really hope that there's some way they mend the fences. He signs a one day contract and retires as a Cav. He's Cav for 11 years. Mm. Deserves it. Hell of a player. Hell of a. that fro. It's iconic. (laughs) The mop. Um, yeah, it's, uh, otherwise, I'm just looking around the league, and it's like, where the Clippers Clippers are currently the five seed, and they're, and Utah is not gonna let up.
0: Utah's playing really well, man. Gordon Hayward is just feeling it.
1: Yeah, they're 7-3 of their last 10. They're not, like I said, it's not super likely. Clippers could have, you know, have to go on the road for game one and two of the playoffs, and Mm. if they get healthy in time, I think they could easily beat Utah seriously, you know, but.
0: Yeah, I mean, you're going to run into... I mean, even if you do beat Utah, you're going to run into Golden State. And, I mean, we saw recently what happened with that. Some matchup nightmare. They have your number. They're in your head. Uh, psychologically, so I mean, unless you get the three seed and move on from there, I don't. I think the Clippers are sort of irrelevant in the Western Conference talk. They're and there's sort of six gone. games
1: back of the three seed. They're not getting the three seed in, yeah. and, and without any crate. Without James Harden getting hurt, and I quietly knock on wood for James Harden's health. Right. Um. I just think, yeah. And I think. I mean, I think we're 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 very quickly speeding towards a Spurs Warriors Eastern Conference fi- or Western Conference Finals. Excuse me. Um, out there, I just can't see. I can't see Houston challenging San Antonio in a seven-game series. Maybe they're just too fast. Maybe they just pound them down at San Antonio's too old at too many positions. Maybe, maybe they just maybe they just outrun them, and if they shoot well enough, maybe they do it. But and then for Golden State, it's obvious. Like I just I don't see any team beating them on. I don't expect Cleveland to beat them. I I expect the Warriors to win the title. Um, they're better. Like they just have more firepower in their in their five-man lineup. Like it's hard to imagine.
0: Yeah. I mean, they're playing so well without Zaza, too. I mean, JaVel McGee has been playing pretty well. I mean, did you see his Twitter beef with Shaq? Did you see how the
1: Warriors asked T- Turner to tell Shaq to knock it off? Really? The Warriors reached out to Turner to tell Shaq to knock it off. <laughs> he kind of deserved it. JaVale kind of deserved it a little bit. Like,
0: yeah, really? I mean, Shaq was kind of immature. I mean, it was kind of bogus of him. Like, why are you going at JaVale McGee? It's so irrelevant. I
1: don't know. I mean, Shaq still goes after Dwight. Still goes after Dwight. And I'm not even a 100% sure what Dwight ever did to him. Like,
0: I think it was more like him stealing like the Superman name. But like... Uh, no, I mean, it's sort of like... Shaq, what the fuck are you doing? Like, just... Like, it was like, he kept calling him a bum-ass. It's like, oh my god. Like, I, I couldn't tell... I thought it was a joke at one point. You know how Shaq like, yeah. jokes around and stuff like that? And then he like kept going and I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Like, just Stop. <laughs> Like, just this is so cringy. Like, I don't know.
1: Yeah, I mean, I prefer, obviously, I mean, we keep it to basketball. Like, no one cares about these kind of Twitter beefs, but welcome to the age where you can have Twitter beefs with a former player. and JaVale McGee. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I understand. I mean, the Warriors, like, so they reached out. So who knows what's going to come of that. I don't think much of anything. Oh, yeah, nothing. Shaq's not gonna apologize. At least I doubt Shaq's gonna apologize unless Turner orders him to. Which I don't think Turner Sports has the ability to order those guys to do anything. Oh given, yeah. <laughs> given, given the way Charles Barkley conducts himself and the way they all conduct themselves, I mean, Kenny, Kenny doesn't ever ever ruffle anyone's feather in any major ways. Uh, Shaq and, and uh, Charles are a little bit of instigators sometimes, oh where they they go out kind of looking for uh, looking for a fight a little bit. Oh my god, we all love it too. Oh, their show's the best. It's just I can never get over how much better it is than ESPN's. Hire Jeff Van Gundy, TNT. Hire <laughs> right. Jeff Van Gundy and let him sit on that panel. Oh, it'd be it'd be heaven on earth for me. Uh, you can. Hire- I don't think you'd
0: get anything in. I think they just keep making make fun of him. Like good, good, <laughs> do it. He'd be um, trying to make serious points, and they'd always just like interrupt him and just like make fun of him for some random stuff.
1: As they do with Kenny Smith and Ernie Johnson, as it is so, right, you know, yeah. <laughs> two of them on the edges. I still love that Charles Barkley refuses refuses to be in video games, so that's why he's in two K. Oh yeah,
0: it's yeah. Just the
1: three of them, which is pretty great. Um, yeah. Otherwise, uh, getting back to you know to real basketball, uh, do you have any real concern? Uh, I guess with uh, AD and Boogie long term, or you just you think it's just they got a gel?
0: I can see it. I mean, the thing, the biggest thing for me is guard or. Bigs uh, sort of need playmakers on the outside, whether it's the wing or, or, or the guard position. They do. So, I think both of them are skilled, too. So, I mean, that helps early on. But I think playing, none of them have really played with another big-time player during an NBA regular season. So, that always takes time to adjust, to. So, yeah, at
1: least at least next game, because Boogie got his 18-technical. Anthony Davis will have a game to himself again, because Boogie's an idiot and got his 18-technical.
0: Yeah, that was I mean it was over something silly. I mean, and I'm 100% ridiculous. comfortable calling
1: him an idiot cuz he's being an idiot with this shit. Like cut it out.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's it's sort of ridiculous at this point. Uh but yeah, I think the biggest thing for me is not something that will happen this season. It'll happen in the off season. We need to get sort of playmaking guards. Uh, I mean, both of them can handle the ball, both of them can shoot. The mid-range shot. I think Anthony Davis or is expanding the outside. Another thing I would like to see is DeMarcus Cousins not shooting contested threes. Uh, I like him when he's open. I think I saw the percentages yeah. when he's open. He shoots fairly well. But, uh, yeah, the biggest thing for me was in the offseason, getting a guard and then seeing how it goes from there.
1: Yeah, I agree. I mean, they're, they're more of a, this is, let's see how next season goes, but I think this season being a disaster is going to start putting that doubt in New Orleans' head and Boogie's head if he's staying. Mm. And I don't think it's a guarantee uh, that he's going to stay past next year by any stretch of the imagination. His agent tried to make it known to people that he will not resign with them when who traded for him because, I mean, low-key, uh, him getting traded for cost him $30 million. Uh, yeah. So And that I, I don't like that at all Because it's out of the player's control And you're costing him his money uh, That's the thing they were talking about with Jimmy Butler and Paul George Even though Paul George apparently isn't going to qualify for that uh, for that contract Because you have to make a certain number of All-NBA teams And Paul George isn't going to make All-NBA this year He'd have to make All-NBA
0: this year oh. To
1: qualify to get it a summer early If he gets All-NBA next year They could still offer him that super max, But he'll be a full free agent then So they won't be able to lock him up a year early um, so that, that's just an interesting aside where, uh, cause Paul George, unless Paul George, you know, has a crazy end of the year and finishes all NBA, they're not going to be able to offer him the five years, 209, um, or whatever, whatever it is, um, the designated player extension or whatever the fuck it's called. Oh yeah. But yeah, it's just, it's, I, I worry about that blowing up in their faces and it's just being, you know, Anthony Davis stuck there again. And then, you know, then you sitting there going, all right, is, do we have to trade Anthony Davis too?
0: Right, if both uh, cousins' Lee's. I
1: wonder if both of them can coexist together because they do do a lot of the same things, and I think they do enough things that they can each be doing something different at each time. But
0: getting each other's way, sort of.
1: Right, I think they're going to get in each other's way. I think they're going to suck up rebounds from each other. I think they're going to suck up big man assists. You can't have the two big man handling the ball fifty percent of the time when you can have it twenty five percent. You know what I'm saying? Like it's just. Yeah. I I wonder if they're t- both too talented to get to maximize the most of each other now if it does work in theory it's beautiful like the two of them just feed off each other destroy people on the inside get every oh, you know i'll yeah. re- rebound everybody all this kind of stuff defensively are just nightmares to go into the paint against and yeah you're right that includes them getting a, like a wing player probably a three and d wing type deal like a two guard or a three guard and getting a point guard who is a true playmaker
0: it sounds yeah. crazy
1: but a rookie Rubio makes a lot of sense in a situation like that. Someone who really distributes the ball effectively, yeah. which is why I was hoping Chris Paul would consider leaving L.A. It doesn't seem like that's going to happen. Very unfortunate. Uh, yeah, otherwise, really not else anything else for the second half you're really looking for. I mean, there, there are very interesting seeding races. Like I said, you know, the East is relatively wide open. I mean, even Atlanta could make a run for that four. Seattle, they're going to. But, you know, they could make a run for it. Uh, Bulls still could. I mean, Bulls have won four in a row.
0: I think the two for in the East, uh, two to four is going to be interesting how that shapes out. I know you want a, a Boston-Washington series I eventually. Do. Which I'd love to see that too. But I, I went I like to, to a funeral. <laughs> I'd like to see how that plays out. But sort of in the West, I mean, sort of is irrelevant, which sucks. But I, the one team I'm looking out for in the West uh, is Utah. Uh, I like the way their young players are playing, especially Gordon Hayward. And I want to see New Orleans. I said this before the Boogie trade happened. I want to see them make the playoffs. Uh, you did because I, I, I like Anthony Davis and I like the way he's playing. There's, there's still it. time for them to rip
1: off an eight out of ten streak and you know get right back into it. It's not like they're going after a world beater of an eight seed. You know, Denver's twenty six and thirty three, mm. and is currently the eight seed in the Western Conference, so it's doable.
0: What about you? What do you uh, What are you looking forward to in the second half?
1: I'm looking for yeah, the the race for both eighth seeds uh is gonna be interesting. Once again, these kind of teams. get we're to see if any of these teams maybe go, we don't want to make the playoffs, we want the shot at the lottery. Mm-hmm. Like I'm shocked Pat Rowley has allowed this to continue in Miami. Maybe he <laughs> very badly wants to face LeBron in a first round series. I don't know why he'd want to do that. Um
0: <laughs> But Dion Waiters will get his revenge. <laughs> yo,
1: Dion Waiters is straight up balling. I I have respect for that as much as I still don't believe in Dion Waiters. Like I have respect for the fact that I mean he's putting up numbers. Uh, it he's that that eight seed's going to be a fun watch down the stretch. I think that'll come down to the wire. I mean, usually it does. Same with the eight seed. And both of the eight seeds are interesting. And then yeah, it's everything in between. The one seeds are kind of boring. Like Cleveland's hurt though. Cleveland's banged up. Maybe they slip enough that someone takes a shot at them for one. That could be fun. Mm-hmm. Cleveland having to go on the road for the Eastern Conference Finals could be very interesting. To go into Boston, you mm-hmm. know, potentially all the way up through a game, you know. Whatever, whatever the series comes down to, like Cliff, it could be on the road for Game 7. You know, that could be interesting. Uh, but otherwise, I think we're going to have a pretty anticlimactic end to the regular season. I think it's going to be a lot of standing pad, okay, where's who's hurt, who's healthy. I think it's mostly going to be based on injuries more than are these teams actually competitive.
0: Yeah. I, I guess, I mean, now that I'm looking at it too, maybe OKC. If they can possibly slip into, I mean, for me personally. They're per not say, slipping I'm, into the eight. No, 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 no. Sli- I'm uh, moving up. Moving oh, up. okay. Slip moving on. Up. Like, I'm, I'm messing up with my words today. I don't know why. But uh, moving up into possibly like a four or five C and then. Maybe playing Golden State in the second round, that'd be awesome to watch. Uh, I I just wanted to see that just for my own personal. Like, you want to see Boston and Washington. I'd love to see that. There's almost a part of me, I want to see that as a fan, but there's a part of me that feels bad for
1: OKC fans and Russell Westbrook for that sweep.
0: Oh my that God. will be
1: coming down their throat because Golden State will absolutely make sure they don't get that win because one win in that series would be enough for OKC fans. Because oh, they know they're not better than Golden State. They know they're not beating Golden State in a seven-game series. It's not happening. Parring two injuries to their big four. It's not happening.
0: I'd rather see that than like a Clippers-Golden State series. Those I games, agree. The
1: narrative would be better, but I always feel like it's cruel and unusual punishment. And, and
0: those games are always nationally televised. I understand why, but at, at Clippers- the same Golden time, State. like, everything, The Cavs' crap. first
1: four games out of the All-Star break are all nationally televised.
0: Yeah, it's the same, like, recycled 18s.
1: Basically, yeah, but yeah, OKC is only a game and a half out of the five seed, but the Clippers are starting to get healthy, so I don't know how likely that is. I mean, you, you never know what what's all going to go on there. But OKC also, I, I and I don't know what their schedule looks like. I
0: mean, shout out to Memphis just because we haven't talked about them and. I mean, just shout out to Memphis. I'm just
1: looking at Cleveland's schedule right now. They play Boston and Atlanta this week. They play Milwaukee tomorrow and Boston and Atlanta both on the road. Three games. Then they play, I hate this, play Miami back-to-back games. hate that. They play Atlanta back-to-back games in April. I hate that in the schedule. I hate I hate them doing that.
0: Yeah. That uh, happens the, a lot. The home in a way. Yeah. Uh, I
1: don't like those. Um,
0: and they're always like, sometimes they're back-to-back, which is ridiculous. It's just like
1: towards the, the last game of the year is against Toronto, while more than likely no one's going to be playing in that game of any consequence. <laughs> um, but, yeah. Yeah, they play Miami twice, Saturday and Monday. Okay, none of those are on ESPN, really. Oh, that's interesting. Um, you think try? Yeah, they try? Yeah, but I don't know. By the way, I haven't seen any Sunday showcase games on the schedule. I don't know if there are Sunday NBA games this year or not.
0: Uh, there might be. I'm not sure. They usually come around after football season. I know that's all I know, but I don't know when they exactly start. Yeah, uh, well, we got a
1: little, we got a little bit of time left in the show. I mean, how are you doing?
0: I'm good. I'm good.
1: Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's just a weird time in the NBA. Trade trade deadline's over. It sucked. Yeah. Uh, just climate The press hypes it up too much, and we let them hype us up. Uh, they, we let ourselves. I wanted
0: a Mellow trade to happen. Same. So. Like that was the one thing. I mean, I, you. I mean, if you followed, listened to the shows before, um, that, that was one of our huge talking points, and like that was the one thing I was like prepping myself to talk about Mellow and like, and nothing happened. I'm like, what? Like, not even like stuff on Twitter where it was getting talked about, like. Like, small rumors and stuff like that. I know Isaiah Thomas had the eyes emoji. That's
1: what had to be about a TV show.
0: Yeah, yeah, which was funny. Can't do that.
1: If you're an NBA player, be responsible.
0: And the Celtics followed Carmelo on Instagram, which is, like, the ultimate troll of all time. Like, oh, my God. Like, what are you doing?
1: There was someone, oh, God. There was someone else major who followed someone else major. Like, someone's wife. Oh, really? And it was, like, it set the whole world in. It's like, all right, people got to stay off this shit. Like, people got to be.
0: I mean, would you do that to just troll? I feel like I'd tell my wife. If I was an
1: NBA player, I'd constantly being like, you know what they say? It's not about the destination, it's about the journey, or like (laughs) or like, man, life happens fast, you gotta be moving. Like or like something something I just I just do nothing but tweet platitudes all day about like coping with like difficult situations. Just Google corny quotes. (laughs) And like I would do it and then eventually I'd be actually be getting traded. I'd be like and then I'd be like, I'd tell people trades like you're messing with us and no one would believe me when I'm like I got traded to to Brooklyn help. Please stop them they're crazy
0: oh you know it was funny uh mlb teams that always uh they'd always do pranks they're like they traded certain players to like japan or something like that oh yeah, yeah, remember yeah. those like the, those youtube complications those were always hilarious yo do
1: you remember back in the day
0: uh not
1: back in the day but like a few years ago as i take off my socks awkwardly Ugh. um my feet were getting hot dude they're my woolly socks um where that one minor league, not even minor league, it was like semi pro baseball. He got traded for 10 bats.
0: Oh, yeah. And the guy
1: killed himself. Like, oh, that's rough.
0: Yeah, I remember I mean, that.
1: I would trade, you know, I wouldn't trade any of the Cavs for
0: basketballs. basketballs.
1: <laughs> but, yeah, it's, I don't yeah, the No mellow thing about me out. The fact it wasn't even buzzed around, it just died. Which is like, yeah. no, it's not happening, and Mel's like, no, it's not happening. So I guess the whole time when he was like, they haven't talked to me about it. But he was telling the truth, and I thought he was lying. So
0: <laughs> yeah, there were a lot of just like random rumors that came out towards the end too. I'm trying to pull some of them up, but I was just like, I was like so surprised. Like, like the Nerland's Noel thing, I didn't believe it happened. I thought it was just a rumor for a while, and then I checked my phone again, I'm like, wait, this actually happened. Like, what the hell? Because they were talking about Jaleel Oka for the entire time. I know, I really wanted him to come to the Bulls. I mean, they tried to convince Philly to take Nico Mirtich.
1: That's unfortunate. But, but
0: yeah, and a first round pick, I think. But like, it didn't eh. end up happening.
1: Yeah, Philly, Philly No one's touching Nico, man.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: He's gonna be a restricted free agent. That's gonna be once again. How much money is Brooklyn gonna offer him? <laughs> like. Well, it's last year. I mean, Brooklyn was offering mediocre talent, big money, and the teams were matching on them, which, like, Tyler Johnson getting matched was very, very weird, like, single yeah. Alan Crab. Like, it's like, all right, now you come into these huge contracts because Brooklyn's trying to get a serviceable team out there because they know they don't have their picks, so they might as well try and be good, and they're 9-49.
0: Yeah, there are a lot of, like, small They've lost face. 16 games in a row. Who? Brooklyn. No way.
1: No other team has lost 16 games in
0: a row. <laughs> like, no. Wow.
1: That's the only team eligible to lose 16 games in
0: a row. Actually, uh, I forgot who they recently played. I think yesterday they played. Oh, uh, they played Golden State yesterday. Oh, they played Golden State? Yeah. The oh, nuggets, Jeremy Lin finally came back, I think. They haven't uh, been
1: close in a game. Okay, now here we go. They lost by four to the Bucks.
0: No, they were close against the Warriors, I think, earlier on in the game. I was watching highlights of yeah, the game. Yeah, but it happens
1: a lot with the Warriors, where the Warriors kind of like, especially against the, against teams, like the Nets, they're kind of like, whatever, and then they're up losing in half, and I'm like, oh, all right, let's start shooting threes. Oh, like, yeah,
0: KD didn't play, too. I yeah, think he, he had, was like there. a
1: cut on his hand or like a hand injury or something like that. Yeah, right? yeah. He ended up missing a game. I mean,
0: you don't need to rush him back for Brooklyn. Don't rush him
1: back at all. Lose the game if you need to lose a game. <laughs> right. Make KD healthy. Like it's not the Cavs didn't care. LeBron
0: felt a little under the weather. He didn't play. Like yeah, there were a lot of small trades that I mean I forget about too. Just like,
1: just as an aside, like do you, do you feel it's like unfair to fans? Like if LeBron's like can go, but the team's just like overly cautious. Is it fair to the fans who paid to see LeBron James?
0: I think LeBron had put it best himself. He's like, I've been playing in the league what 13, 14 years. Like, I gave everything, like, not everything, but I gave it to the game. Like, I've been around for 13, 14 years. Like, I've paid my dues. Like, I deserve this. Well, like, once again, like, that.
1: there are fans, it was in Cleveland last night, but there are fans who go to, get to go to one Cavs game a year. They can afford to go to one Cavs game a year. And LeBron just doesn't feel like playing? Like, I, I, get, I get it from a pure I want to win if basketball was just about the competition. It's not, it's a business. Yeah, And I just, like, I mean, the Memphis situation is the guy on the side. I paid $800 to be here and you're not here. Like, that's a little bit more extreme, but like, of like, you know, kind of touting, like, you still get to watch a professional basketball team play another professional basketball team, but let's not kid ourselves. Like, we go to watch the stars. Yeah. Like, we we go to watch the the exciting players. Like, and I just I just wonder sometimes, and it's not just if it's the Spurs do this too, you know, the Warriors haven't done it as much, but a lot of teams rest, guys. It's just like, I just wonder, like, do you owe it to the fans if you are truly not hurt? If you're truly just kind of like, hey, I'm just a little bit sick or, eh, hey, I feel a little bit like groggy, do you owe it to them to go?
0: I don't think it, you look at it as a player concerning the fans. I think that's something the NBA would have to look into. I think players need to discuss that with the NBA. But for me, no. I mean, it's sort of like as a professional athlete, you sort of have to have be a little more selfish and at the end of the day, it is a business. Like – the your team always says that like oh it was a business decision and you always hear that from teams like we're trying to help our team so why wouldn't the player be selfish and like why would t- fans be mad at the players for being selfish so yeah I, I see both yeah. sides
1: of it I just I, I but I as a fan if I paid I, there's a chance I could actually go to Cleveland Chicago in March if I go and LeBron sits because he's feeling a little bit sick I'm gonna be bummed I'm gonna be pretty ticked.
0: Yeah, that would suck. I mean, he like did have strep last night, so like,
1: oh, I'm not, i arguing yeah. that, like, but like, if, if this, rested, was, if this was the playoffs, he would be playing.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. All right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, that's like the most important thing for me, just like looking out for yourself. Yeah. But uh, yeah. Thanks for listening to the show, guys. All right. Peace. Bye.